Hey guys, welcome back to The Current Conservative. I'm Allie. And this is Sunny. And today we're going to be giving you guys a good update on what's going on with China. And there's a new communist in power underneath the World Health Organization. No, we don't like to see it. No. We're also going to talk about some angry Dutch farmers who have been burning bales of hay and blocking the roadways and the highways in the Netherlands because they're saying no to Agenda 2030. That's insane. I mean, I don't think that very many people understand what's going on out there. Right, and how it affects all of us. Well, if you didn't know, the Netherlands is actually the second biggest global exporter behind the U.S. I did not know that. No idea. It's literally the The tiniest tiniest little country. Do you know that they had to drain the ocean and like build their irrigation system they literally had to drain water off of the land it's insane i don't even know actually how they did it or what it entailed but i did hear that and i just was like wow i've been there it's a beautiful place i'm dutch (laughs) i'm (laughs) ali's dutch (laughs) i'm partially dutch (laughs) it's a really cool place and the people are so nice it's like a it's like a a wonderland yeah it's fairy tale it looks like a little um like storybook 100% 100% I yeah. saw I remember seeing like this little kid with a balloon and her they were like <laughs> licking an ice cream cone and her dad was just walking down the street how it's cute. so cute with houseboats like next to it right. really beautiful place so why should we be paying attention to what's going on in the Netherlands tell us well the prime minister Mark Root <laughs> he is saying you know these protests are unacceptable this is an quote, unavoidable transition to improve air, land, and water quality. So if you've been paying attention to the WHO and the WEF, they are just, you know, they're going full speed ahead. They're on one. Yes, they are, like Ali likes to say, a runaway train. Yeah. (laughs) Just going full speed. Full speed ahead. Right. They want to reduce emissions of nitrogen oxide and ammonia, which are produced by livestock. But the government is labeling them as pollutants by, and they want to uh, reduce it by 50% nationwide by the year 2030, which obviously goes for everybody. They're, you know, pushing towards that. The only way to really do that, the farmers are saying, is if they kill the majority of their livestock and, like, shutter their farms, close their farms down, because, I mean, how do you... Reduce ha- right the ha- carbon footprint or whatever with the right? same amount of cows. I mean, because they're claiming that you know if the we cows, do that, right? If we do that, that's going to reduce like, the emissions. Just in a big span, like a big picture, like that tiny, tiny little country. They these people think really like okay, if they cut off half of the cows, if they kill off half the cows, they're going to really make a difference in the entire global atmosphere. That is insane. Right, while smog just pours out of factories in China right in India when really the underlying reason to all of this is that they want us to get off get us off meat and start eating bugs right and control just monitoring you know how much food is coming out and they get to you know control all of the ratios just like they did in China with um the great leap forward exactly Mm -hmm. and the government so they literally admitted this this is a quote direct quote The honest message is that not all farmers can continue their business, and farmers have three options. Become more sustainable, relocate, or end your business. Wow. So the Dutch farmers are, like, they are not having this. And, yeah, yeah, if you look up videos, and the thing is people people aren't knowing about this, and it's coming here. I mean, if this continues, there's that is a signal of 
serious famine. I mean, they are the second biggest global exporter of agricultural products. That's wild. And they're, they've stopped farming, you know, like they are, they've set hail, bales of hay on fire next to the highways and blockading, you know, roads to food distribution centers. So this is a serious situation that's going on. So sad. I mean, the ramifications of this is going to be huge in mm-hmm. a couple of weeks, if not sooner. They weren't reaching their goals, their emission reduction goals. And okay. so now this is when they were basically stepping in, you know, even put, putting their foot down and saying, you have to reduce your emissions immediately. I, and I guess it's happening now. I don't really know, you know, what kind of timeline they're on, but it's obviously getting pre- pretty serious if these farmers are out in the street um, because their entire way of life is about to be destroyed. And I guess, you know, they're not going to go down without a fight, which is it's what we got to be doing back here. Right. Um, and that brings us back to the U.S. because this week the Democrats are deciding on that huge bill that they're, you know, everyone's calling the Inflation Reduction Act. It supposedly yeah. has, all, it's all climate legislation. Climate legislation. How do you legislate the climate? No. It, <laughs> you it, guys, it, this is a bunch of it's BS. It's a scam. Yeah. Total scam to just be able to control our modes of transportation and how we get around. It's yeah. absolutely r- ridiculous. The Democrats are saying that the bill will allow the U.S. to cut greenhouse emissions by 40% by 2030 oh that matches up real good with agenda 2030 uh if you don't know what that is you should do some research yeah and this is happening all around the world i mean it's happening in sri lanka it's happening it's happening everywhere people Mm -hmm. are not not putting up with this yeah it is the great awakening after all all right it's exciting times and for how scary it is i know ultimately like humanity will come out on the flip side and things are going to be better but Ultimately, people just need to continue to wake up and be aware of what's happening so that they just stop complying. Yeah, I mean, that's one part of it. But the other part is that it it is kind of a runaway train because if they pass this bill, I mean, it's another $369 billion for wind, solar, geothermal, battery, and other industries over the next decade, all subsidized by the government, you know, for electric vehicles and trying to monitor these emissions. I mean, we're already our our nation is literally suffering. We're crippled. The economy is just being destroyed. It's falling apart. Everyone is suffering. Gas is skyrocketing. Yeah. Inflation is the highest it's ever been in 40 years. And they are going to spend another almost four hundred billion dollars to control something that they don't even have a direct monitor for. I mean, wake up, people. Yeah. This is nuts. Yeah. Well, to kind of go off of the farmers in uh, the Netherlands. Um, Biden's food security expert has starred in Chinese Communist Party propaganda. His co-chair for the, let's see, the Hunger, Nutrition, and Health Conference has appeared in documentaries produced by Chinese Communist Party-run outlets lauding the regime's agriculture and food policy as an approach that should be learned by the whole world. Quote, Sunny, this is insane. The National Pulse is um, reporting this, Natalie Winters. Um, His name is Ertherin Cousin, one of the five individuals selected by President Biden to lead the conference. 
The conference is going to take place in September, and the White House conference is slated to address nutrition and health in addition to food security and agriculture. It comes as inflation and food shortages plague the economy, and left-wing activists and billionaires are trying to eliminate meat and the Western from the Western diet to supposedly combat climate change. Again, it all overlaps. Like there's just a grand scheme right. in play here. And once you start to really look into things, you can really start to see how intertwined and connected everything is. is. Yeah. And I would just like to point out uh, something that happened in history, which mm-hmm. is in the Soviet Union, and why the food shortage and all of this is, is, is starting to really ramp up Tell because us. their plans are ramping up. The women would go out into the fields to try to find kernels, like little grains of food. Mm-hmm. And they, the Soviet Union soldiers would literally shoot them. Right. No, yeah. You're not allowed to have food. Even in Cuba, during the communist regime, people would be arrested and imprisoned for catching wild lobsters in the ocean because the government owns everything. So there was no... Right. You know, there was no way for people to have that entrepreneurship of, you know, or even just that entrepreneurship indiv- <laughs> or just the individuality of being able to say, like, I'm going to go out and hunt or I'm uh, like those women in the Soviet Union. I'm right. going to go find seeds to be able to plant my own garden, you know, like. Yeah. And I don't know. I think it was like they didn't they weren't even being given food by the government. So in order yeah. to feed their children, like, let me find a kernel of rice or it would corn. be rationed. Yeah. Right. You will own nothing and be happy. It's the 2030 Agenda slogan. Wake up, people. To continue on with the executive director of the Food and Nutrition and whatever Hunger Conference, um, he appeared on an episode of China Global, which China Global is the state news media in China. They are obviously very communist. Um, He appeared on the show called the hunger paradox i guess um and that's interesting right it's so weird uh cousin is the sole interviewee and the 20 minute program aired by cgtn which is entirely owned and operated by the chinese communist party it has been described by the freedom house think tank as a long-standing weapon in beijing's arsenal of repression whose mission is quote to attack designated enemies of the communist party the episode continues on with the chinese communist party talking points surrounding the success of its agricultural methods despite the regime's notoriety for famine and food rationing during the cultural revolution and the great leap forward I mean, it's insane. They literally mention it. Like, it's it's a part of our history. And yeah, we've, we've recovered well. We're right. feeding everybody. It's yeah. Like, what are you talking about? In, okay, this is a quote. Okay, in China, agricultural reforms ensured most rural farmers had land to grow on, allowing them to be food self-sufficient. China's property poverty reduction efforts have contributed to a 70% of the worldwide poverty reduction since the 1980s. So they're claiming that they have helped... F- improve food poverty I, I, i'm just it's what a bold-faced lie it's like <laughs> they are it's I mean, a bold-faced lie i mean obviously they have clearly maybe improved some things that they do but like you guys your history look at your own history like they had communal farms and they had 
these communal kitchens where people would go and get their little ration for the day. And they were not allowed to like eat unless they worked in these slave camps, essentially. I mean, right, like 18 hours a day. Yeah. And they're still, I mean, they're not, and they're not a developed country. Like there are still so many parts of China where they are holding sticks with buckets on the ends, like carrying water for miles. Yeah. All because of the commies. Right. And this guy served in the Obama administration as the ambassador to the United Nations agencies for food and agriculture. Yeah. And then he's like propping up the CCP's apparent um, amazing improvements and they've helped stop world poverty where i'm really curious actually i mean which kind of leads us into the next um the next article can i just say did you hear pelosi talk about how she has a sentimental connection to china because when she was younger they were like if you dig deep enough you'll reach china oh my gosh i really can't racist at all no (laughs) no it's like they're trying to praise themselves by saying, oh, yeah, we starved people, but we've made enormous progress in dealing with hunger. And the experience can be learned by the whole world. Yeah. And here's another quote from the cousin guy. He said, you would often hear me use China as an example of a country that the world said would never feed itself, that it would always depend upon assistance from the global community because 50 years ago, China was WFP's largest recipient and that all evolved to the point where President Xi now says that he will eradicate poverty by the end of 2020. Well, she, she clearly felt. And then Cousin explains, I'm looking forward to that. He proceeds to explicitly praise the action of the Chinese Communist Party, praising the regime for its commitment. It did take commitment from government to developing the programs, investing in the activities that were necessary to ensure the agricultural system was one that could provide access to food, but also ensuring that people who could not afford food had access to food. And that made a difference in the evolution of China. And there are many other factors involved there, but the reality of of it is as it began with a commitment by leadership to ensure that they were self-sustained and food access to go off what you said earlier he obviously served in the obama administration as the ambassador for the u.n agencies for food and agriculture agriculture wow um and has made similar comments throughout public service tenure 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 wow. and it, i mean it goes back to what you were saying about they they want to eliminate meat from our diets to combat climate change. Absolutely. I mean, this is a huge... Um, Does anyone ever think that, you know, the climate change activists who are telling you to, instead of complaining about $8 gas, just go and buy an electric vehicle? Well, guess what? They want you to go and buy Beyond Meat, too. Right. I even see it as I'm, like, shopping, because I do Instacart for my groceries, and a 10-ounce steak is $15 right now. And then I look at... Beyond, beyond me and it's like two or four patties for eight dollars or something yeah. and i'm like it's so clear what they want people to start thinking is like oh it's just easier right because it's cheaper too yeah and then i'm still getting all this protein right, right. and then right. <laughs> and then you look at the ingredients and it's just all preservatives and yeah literally synthetically made Oh, I don't. Oh, that's protein. Gross. They they started a Beyond Meat 
like sandwich at chick- um not chick- um cracker barrel oh and th- people are literally <laughs> going crazy they're like you've lost my business oh, oh i love that <laughs> i love it i, love I also it. just wanted to mention about this about this cousin yeah. person that they have been on the board the advisory board for bayer the pharmaceutical giant since 2019 so she oh. doesn't have a conflict of interest at all yeah it all makes sense right we the oh, big pharma don't even get me started So now that we discussed the food security advisor for the Biden administration praising the communist party, there's another communist that we need to discuss, and her name is Susan Mitchie. She has been in the United Kingdom Communist Party for 40 years, and she was just appointed as the chair of the WHO Behavioral Insights team. Prior to her taking over this position, the guy who was in charge um, with the last name Sunstein um, was Obama's information czar. And he made a whole document on how to address conspiracy theories. And this is fascinating because he wrote in the document for government response. Let me just read this, okay, out loud. It says, what can government do about conspiracy theories? Among the things it can do, what should it do? We can readily imagine a series of possible responses. Number one, government might ban conspiracy theorizing. Excuse me? Like, first off, banning? A government can ban conspiracy theorizing? Okay, no, you can't. Thought crime? No. Government might impose some kind of tax, financial, or otherwise on those who disseminate such theories. Government might itself engage in counter speech, marshalling arguments to discredit conspiracy theories. Number four, government might formally hire credible private parties to engage in counter speech. Number five, government might engage in informal communication with such parties, encouraging them to help. Each instrument has a distinctive set of potential effects or costs and benefits, and each will have a place under imaginable conditions. However, our main policy is that government should engage in cognitive infiltration of the groups that produce conspiracy theories, which involve a mix of three, four, and five. This is alarming, and I'm, like, more so concerned that if this guy wrote this up during the Obama administration, why is this just being unsurfaced now? Because they've been hitting every single avenue for decades. Right. You know, they've infiltrated the social media. They have all of our information in the cloud. They know they know what our beliefs are. They know what our views are. This is just them eking out the information to let us know. They already know. I mean, they can, they, you know what I mean? Like there was a guy who was arrested in England for posting some meme or some, you know, graphic or whatever. And the police literally came and arrested him. That is insane. Because someone complained because they had anxiety from what he posted. Like it's already happening. This isn't, that's why this is like, it's now, it's now, the time is mm-hmm. now. Because, I mean, if we don't speak up now, we're already being censored. That right. guy had his YouTube channel just deleted permanently. The One of the guys from the Nelk Boys. They sent him that's an email right. saying, hey, you're, you are no longer allowed to use YouTube. Yeah. It's deleted permanently. 
And that's a, I mean, this is such a bigger problem than it, like, it looks to be because, again, like, we've said this, I think, in our last episode, but I'm going to say it again. Like, the corruption is so deep and so wide, and everywhere you look, you can just start to make ties to everything. So, well, anyway. Yeah, Biden is bought by China. Right. Exactly. And so, to continue on who, about this who Susan Mitchie girl. <laughs> She said in an interview, let's see. Wait, can I just say that it says mm-hmm. communist British scientist was dubbed as Stalin's nanny? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's totally like a thing. Okay, so yeah, Susan Mitchie is who we're talking about, and she's dubbed as Stalin's nanny because she's an older communist. But um, she says that her politics are her business. and Nothing to do with right scientific advice yeah and so she said um this article is on unheard.com called who's susan mitchie my politics are my business and then in 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 an interview she said so what if i'm a communist professor susan mitchie's appointment as the new chair of the world health organization's technical advisor advisory group on behavioral insights was announced on monday almost every news report mentioned that she is a long-standing member of the british communist party communist british scientists dubbed as stalin's danny who wanted to face masks and social distancing forever is given top job at world health organization british professor who is a member of the communist party appointed as the hair as the chair of who advisory said the telegraph so it goes through all these like headlines. And yes, guys, she said that she wants to implement COVID restrictions forever, <laughs> forever. But is forever. it? <laughs> Thank you for that. You're that welcome. Hit there. <laughs> and then it says, um, uh, let's see. Oh, she said, my politics are not anything to do with my scientific advice. And I've never discussed my politics with people like yourself, nor am I going to now. The important thing is that when one gives scientific advice, one does so using the expertise one has, not going beyond the expertise, but transparent about what expertise you provide. And I think that the kind of articles you referred to are really a disturbing kind of McCarthyite witch hunting which i don't think should have any place in a liberal tolerant society well i'm sorry susan but you but i think that mccarthyism is right on track okay (laughs) right on target i would like it for for it to all come back in fact okay what happened what (laughs) happened to america being the land of the free right used to be praised to be a country of individuals who fought for freedom right and and let me just get like bossed around like this by freaking commies yeah oh my gosh somebody Uh. in the comments let me just read this comment it says he quotes her on the mccarthy witch hunting line and then she and then he goes on to say she doesn't want a liberal tolerant society like all communists this is simply a front of her real wish which is to live in a bolshevik Bolshevist one, an ideology which we should never tire of repeating, has killed tens, probably hundreds of millions of people in the 20th century. Plus, of course, on a lesser but still inhumane scale, leading to an economic stagnation, a complete lack of freedom, huge numbers of informers and spies. The fact that we give people who believe in this evil, such as Mitchie, positions of authority is quite extraordinary. It's it's unbelievable what's happening. That these communists are just openly in these positions that um are 
clearly powerful. And of course, she's lying when it, she says that she won't use her politics in her position. <laughs> You're the director or whatever of behavioral insights for the government. And then the person that you took over goes to say that we should use cognitive infiltration. I Cognitive, that's like our our thinking like, right yeah and so they want to infiltrate infiltrate our thinking guys this is great we're in we're in real good shape over here on planet earth i before we started filming i said i want to get off this planet immediately send me to mars <laughs> can we vacate <laughs> can we vacate the building oh someone else said in the comments mccarthyism has always been described as mindless paranoia paranoia it was not the communists were out to destroy the west a bit like the woke ideologies that we these days that's the update on communists infiltrating our free society <laughs> soon hopefully to be free for a very long time yes we, we will back okay we're no black pill here no we're not we're hopeful hopeful great optimistic great awakening <laughs> <laughs> the great awakening is happening it, it is we're real. in the process of it all and right. we're helping we are helping drawing the links and all that business as we know and as we've seen in the news recently they are of course trying to brainwash and poison our children to right. welcome in the transgenderism and homosexuality all of those ideologies confusion. we saw leah thomas win or get nominated for women of the year right. and now we have a child learning how to pole dance at the pennsylvania pride event hmm it seems like they just keep moving that pushing the boundary pushing the needle yeah a lot of these pride events you know they're marked as family friendly allison does this sound family friendly to you fully nude adults parading in front of children in seattle a drag queen offering genitals and lube to a crowd where children were present with nearly nude men in BDSM attire whipping each other in an LA parade <laughs> and a small girl placed inside of a kink cage with a man dressed up in whatever pup play attire is at a parade in Germany. Those are just a couple of examples. But see, it's so demonic and disgusting and evil what they're pushing upon children. They're they're willfully destroying innocence childhood innocence and my background is in child development and psychology and when a child is exposed to sexual material and sexual behavior they are unable to process it and actually reroutes and changes the way the brain functions and that is a way that people are predispositioned to mental illness and later on in life, possible health, you know, health uh, issues. issues and declines. It's so right. concerning. And this is also a goal of the Communist Party is to normalize homosexuality and total debauchery as much as possible. Right. And then it goes along with the 2030 agenda with the decrease in human population because the more people are transitioning and in homosexual relationships, relationships yeah. that decreases the chances of natural birth. It's just insane because they you label, you know, pride as, 
uniting people and denouncing, denouncing discrimination and violence, like as if people want violence and discrimination towards anybody. Right. Like the foundation of America is built on personal liberty and individual freedom. And a lot of times I think this gets confused and kind of lost in translation that a lot of people don't really want to know what anybody else is doing inside the privacy of their home. Yeah. You know, we live in a modern society. Same sex marriage was, you know, uh, the Supreme Court dictated same sex marriage is allowed. Right. But it's like, why does, why do these ideologies and these images of naked people with children have to be pushed down everybody's throat? Why do children have to be exposed to something that they normally would not be exposed to until adulthood. Yeah. Well, it's just the progressive playbook because, you know, they did the same thing with abortion. They started out saying that it should be safe, legal, and rare. And now we're discussing whether or not babies in the womb should be killed up to the daring labor. That's what progressives want currently right now. Daring labor. They think that the baby still can be killed. Even in California, they we would like to call uh, if you if you change your mind after the baby has been born up to thirty days, that could be still considered an abortion. It's demonic, it's literally murder. It's demonic, and I'm not afraid to say that. <laughs> like, absolutely, no. Satanic. That is the current conservative stance: is that abortion is murder and it's demonic. But secondly, my point was is that um, with um, exposing the children desensitizing desensitizing the children and everything like do you remember you know back in like 28 or 2008 when um california voted on same-sex marriage and it was such a big deal that you know we were forcing our views upon them quote unquote and then here they are you know infiltrating our school system and infiltrating all routes to the children through television and media and influence children influencers like that Jojo Siwa girl flipped to be lesbian and it's like <laughs> Demi Lovato flipped back yeah flip back <laughs> but you know you see what I'm saying well like they just, it's just yeah they and they continue they to push and push and push this on to children yeah. and the communists always target the children and they're they twist the English language. Now you can claim your own pronouns. I mean, pronouns are his and hers saying like this is his water bottle. You know, like that's not something that it can be yours. They just totally twist the English language to be amenable to their ideas. And then here we have the governor of Pennsylvania writing a letter in support of this event. So I'm sure he's watching this video with his kid literally learning how to pole dance. And yeah. that's acceptable to the governor of Pennsylvania. Suddenly it's all acceptable. The current conservative would like a response from Governor Tom Wolf. <sighs> Do you condone these actions? Yeah. Wait, what state was this? Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. Wow. So sad. And he yeah, even has the audacity to say, William Penn founded Pennsylvania on the principles of fairness and inclusion for all individuals. Ew. I, I hate how they weaponize... What our founding fathers said. They'd be rolling in their graves. I watched one. I literally watched maybe 20 minutes of a January 6th hearing. And they were like up and down quoting like founding fathers. (laughs) And they were like, and like Abraham Lincoln and like all these very noble American leaders who would have been so against everything that they are 
working towards. Right. But then they weaponize it and use it for their own benefit. And it's actually disgusting. I mean, here's the thing. Years ago, a woman on a stripper pole was like, like that's, you don't see that. And you're like, Woo. now it's like, well, you want to pra- you want to praise women for stripping, like yes. being openly vulgar and promiscuous. It's the degradation of the it's, culture and our society. Exactly. How they're just devolving humanity. I mean, I'm literally looking at a photo of this kid wearing a tutu, a rainbow tutu. And the guy's like teaching him how to strap his feet around the pole. I mean, this is insanity. Not only because of the fact that it's like, you know, promoting homosexuality, LGBTQ plus and whatever. And ped- it Yes. Even further like kids shouldn't even be talking about this should no. be playing in a sandbox with their yeah, friends absolutely playing tag not putting dollars hot. in strippers underwear i was playing hot lava remember hot lava this okay re- this really gets to me because that's what they want i mean they want our children they need to get to the to the youngest generation because if they can infiltrate and poison their minds from a young age they it's so yeah. much easier down the road oh absolutely yep and we saw that in Again, if you study the Soviet Union, they did this exact thing to young children. And even in, obviously, China and Mao's Cultural Revolution, they targeted the youth so that they're, they're so easily easily malleable and influenced by this behavior. And that is literally in the communist playbook to promote promiscuity promote homosexuality degeneracy alcoholism drugs all these you know these dangerous and reckless behaviors and then that used to be looked down upon for reasonable reasons yeah (laughs) and then you they take it a step further and they want to convince children to basically tattle on their children on their parents to the government and then they blame you know parents who are conservative or anti-communist in these countries that their parenting style is oppressive and that's how they're able to get hold of the children and then basically again make government the daddy which brings us into our other article which are you did you want to wrap up yeah i mean that's all i have to say on that is that save the children (laughs) yeah literally but it brings us into another article there's a senate bill in california senate bill 107 that is um allowing uh, courts to take custody of children allowing courts to take custody of children if they do not if the parents do not agree upon the transition that their child has decided yeah and so where are the children getting these ideas it's from the public school system exactly that has become a conveyor belt basically to just radical liberal propaganda yeah to transfer children into the these ideologies and teach them right these um these thoughts and this it's an ideology it's It's this no it's it's absolutely a cult it's a cult it's a cult i heard about the story where this kid was literally suspended from school because he stood up for another kid who was saying that he was confused and called this you know girl the wrong pronoun and they literally and the this particular kid stood up for his friend being like well he's just confused like he doesn't know you know my mom told me just to say the person's name just to be respectful be something that children are worried about right so allison can you tell us why it's so damaging for young kids to not only because of the ideology and what we know about how it's you know literally brainwashing them and changing the chemistry of their brain but also because what are their their brains are sponges what are they 
supposed to be learning at those young formative at this young formative age you know about right who they are their identity what they're like you they don't know what it is it's very normal for children to be you know asking questions about oh like she's a girl and I'm a boy when we're young (laughs) our (laughs) when we're young our minds are still very egocentric and so we have this like just natural tendency to believe that everything is about us and um and so it's let me see what I'm trying to say we have this natural tendency to believe that everything is about us and that like we're still learning a lot of like social norms and cues from our leaders and our parents and our teachers and our coaches. Yeah. And so our world is, is slowly expanding to outside the family. And then they're learning at like, you know, school age children, they're learning empathy and they're learning um, social interaction. Yeah. Compassion and looking out for one another. And they're learning all those like, right. you know, skills and playing with others. Socialization is right. obviously a huge aspect of childhood and and just learning from other kids. But like and now throwing in. Oh, but they're but, a, don't like. Yeah. Don't say the wrong thing because yeah. you might offend someone. Well, and then there's like a layer of development where children like. You have to be careful of how you phrase things because you can also like impose a lot of shame on children. For instance, you know, just one example that I like to use sometimes is, um, you know, if you ask your child, um, can you make your bed and then they make it and then you go in and fix it and they might notice that and that really like you know, dampens their spirit because it's like, oh, well, like, you know, mom asked me to do this, but then she fixed it. So whatever I can do is like not good enough, really. It was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're really trying to build up that their self-confidence in the school age. Um, You know, and I I guess what I meant by they don't know is like meaning they don't necessarily know the difference between what they're doing, what someone else is doing. Like they're, you don't have that self-awareness. Oh yeah. No, they're super influential. And there's also something in child psychology that you have to be, when you're working with children, like in, in regards to like ethics, you have to be aware of how um, suggestive you are with your words and your behavior. And children are very, again, influenced by other people's behavior. And so a, an adult can really, you know, shape a child to become something. That's why, you know, you see an unruly child and you automatically know that it's something to do with the, the parenting, right? And so, you know, it's just... It's so interesting how everything's becoming so backwards and I'm, I've been like really keeping an eye on, you know, I follow a lot of child psychologists and a lot of them are like holistic child psychologists that take in to account, you know, everything going on in our child's life to understand certain behaviors and um, I'm just like waiting for it to become super woke because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, it's slowly like, you know, obviously Slow trickling drip. down into pediatricians offices are now you know supporting the transition and hormone blockers and it's just it's gonna seep in everywhere obviously it started in the school system but it's gonna eventually seep into more media for children you know it already is yeah yeah you have characters like oh Buzz Lightyear came out as gay yeah (laughs) exactly well and also you know my sister has three kids and they're all about this age that the left seems to be targeting and um and she's just she's very aware and she it's just a different era to parent in I guess is was what I'm trying to say like she doesn't let them watch YouTube anymore like because I guess that 
a lot of people like sneak in like this woke stuff in the middle of YouTube videos. So like parents, you know, will sit down and start watching the first 10 minutes of the video. But and it's fairly fine. normal. Fine, yeah. And then they get up and leave the room. And then, you know, in the middle of it, they like push in all this propaganda. Disgusting. Yeah. And it's the hypersexualization that really breaks my heart. Yeah. Because, again, kids are supposed to be playing in the sandbox. Yeah. Not learning about sex and trying to figure out if they think that they're in the wrong body. Yeah. Kids have a hard enough time I figuring yourself out to begin with. Yeah. Most yeah. people don't even understand who they really are until, like, their 20s. Yeah. Or even 30s. You know what I, I mean? Know. Like, life is such a crazy place. And mm-hmm. now, I mean, there's no way for them to really discern what is and what isn't. And mm-hmm. so if you have, you know, parents just don't know what they don't know. Right. So when you have this propaganda seeping in, it basically takes, uh, it puts that, it, it creates this echo chamber for the kids Mm -hmm. where they are learning straight from their media than what is coming straight down from those woke corporations. We already know that. Yeah. And the parent gets taken out of the picture Mm -hmm. and, um, Disney is also paying for their employees, children to have these gender reassignment surgeries. Mm. Disney will literally pay for it. That's insane. And I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And Disney, as we know, is subsidized by the government, too. Yeah. Not anymore. At least in Florida. Right. Well, that might be statewide, but I don't know about national. America's governor. (laughs) America's governor. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. patriotic self. Daddy DeSantis. (laughs) Well. Saving America. (laughs) Yeah. To wrap it up, we hope that you enjoyed this second episode of The Current Conservative. We are grateful for your attendance and attention. (laughs) And your support. (laughs) And your support. We're going to keep getting you with those hard-hitting topics. Yeah, yeah. So stay tuned for our next episode. And we really appreciate you guys listening. And feel free to give us any feedback at press.com. The current. The current at gmail.com. I don't know why I can't remember our email. Let Um, us know if you have pressing topics that you want us to discuss, questions, comments, concerns. Yes. In our last episode, we also said you can email us your local politicians for us to investigate. But if you guys would like to do your own investigation and then send us anything that you find that you might think that the current conservative would be concerned about... Let us know and we would be happy to cover that information for us all because knowledge is power and uh, we appreciate, you know, your involvement in saving the Republic. Thanks for listening. Signing off. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.